0: This is the Thursday Night Podcast, your source for news, analysis, and all things Georgia State sports, because every day is Thursday. Hello and welcome to a special Sunbelt Tournament Edition episode 121 of the Thursday Night Podcast. My name is Jordan and I'm joined today by Brady and David. It was not easy, but Georgia State's men's basketball team moved on to the Sunbelt Tournament Championship after their semifinal matchup against Appalachian State. In a rematch of the 2021 Sunbelt Tournament Final, Georgia State emerged victorious, downing the Mountaineers 71-66. to 66. The Panthers will face off against 8th seed Louisiana for the Sunbelt's automatic berth to the NCAA Tournament. But before we break down the Sun Belt title game, let's first recap the Panthers' semifinal victory over App State. Georgia State led for the entire second half, but as with their quarterfinal matchup against Arkansas State, could not put Appalachian State away until the final minutes of the game. The Panthers took a 9-point lead at the half, punctuated by a near-half-court shot by Corey Allen, who broke out of his shooting slump in a big way. From there, the two teams traded blows deep into the second half. However, Georgia State's lead hovered around double digits until Michael Almonese and Adrian Delp hit three straight three-pointers in a row with just under seven minutes to play, and all of a sudden Georgia State's lead was cut to just three. The Panthers finally broke out of their cold spell with a Colin Moore layup to push their lead back up to five with six minutes remaining, but the Mountaineers would not go away. After App State cut it to two points several times, Corey Allen took over, scoring nine of the Panthers' final 11 points, including a personal 9-0 run with 1 minute 43 seconds remaining to stifle the Mountaineers' comeback bid and send Georgia State to the Sun Belt Championship game for the fourth year in a row. Allen led all scorers with a season-high 29 points, including a blistering 6-of-9 from three and a perfect 5-of-5 at the free-throw line. He added 8 assists and 6 rebounds in one of his strongest performances in a Panther uniform. Behind him, Eliel Soseme had another double-double with 12 points and 10 rebounds and marked his fourth double-double in five career Sun Belt tournament games. Jalen Thomas also finished in double figures, finishing with 11 points. On the other side, the Panthers were able to weather Adrian Delft's hot shooting, scoring a team-high 25 points, with Almonasi adding 14 points right behind him. The pair were a combined 9-for-18 from beyond the arc, and were close to punching the Mountaineers' ticket to the Sunbelt Final for the second year in a row. So, gentlemen, lots to unpack in this game. What we got?
1: I mean, I don't think anyone was, was any, un, under any designs that this was going to be easy and I think we're at that point now where it's like that hate respect level with this App State team because those guys are really good and they played their asses off too. And Georgia State was just a little bit better. And we saw that offensive explosion, especially in the first half, that saw it in a little bit of a stretch against ULM but haven't really seen for most of the years been what has held Georgia State back in some of their losses. And we got it in full force. I love that now we've had a Kane-Williams game against Arkansas State and a Corey Allen game against Appalachian State, because my word, Corey went 29 points, six threes, and you could just kind of tell from the early going, he felt it. He was on, he wanted it, and so in, in two straight games, each of the seniors has had a, two of the seniors, you know, maybe Justin's going to get the Louisiana championship game, but you could rely on Kane down the stretch against Arkansas State, and it was like he wanted the ball in his hands. Against App State down the stretch and through the first half, it was Corey who was like, give me the ball. And that's all year we've been talking about the senior experience. And back-to-back games, win or go home, you've been rely, able to rely on two of them to do just that. That's, that's what we expect going into the year all year long. It's really kicked into gear now, and now Georgia State's a game away from going to the big dance.
2: Yeah, Corey absolutely had like his best performance in a Georgia State uniform at the absolute perfect time. You know, he was aggressive right out of the gate, and I thought like his first three attempt, which he didn't take, wasn't the best of looks, but. It seemed like he was lined up right and it just was off. And then, you know, he kind of curls around on the next one, swishes it. And it seemed like, okay, App State might be in some trouble here, but he only hit one in that game against Arkansas State. So I was like, okay, you know, temporary expectations. But he had an incredible first half. Five threes from, you know, and like some of them were long threes, including that one right before the half ended. But, you know, he was. feeling it today. And that was so important. I think everybody else, you know, was scoring in a nice, they were letting Corey kind of dictate today, which was totally fine. And you, you know, you got a lot of contributions from a lot of people, but it was so nice to watch just one person on Georgia state, just take over a game and, you know, use that offensive uh toolbook to, you know, destroy a team. Because honestly, Take out the closeness of the game in the second half. I thought that Georgia State's offense was the best it's been. You know, this was one of the best games that they've played all year offensively. You know, the percentages look good. You know, the three-point shooting looks good. The free throw shooting looks good. You know, they didn't commit a ton of turnovers. And I even the turnovers that they did seemed like it was mostly a lot of tacky stuff. And, you know, it was eight turnovers in the first half, three in the second half. That's That's a really good offensive game.
1: Against a good defense. Like, App State, I think the way this game played out caught all of us off guard. I'm speaking for just me, but I'm sure that you would agree that, like, they were just bombing shots, and Georgia State was bombing shots in the first half. And it's like, these are two of the three best defenses in conference play. And the offense is what di- is dictating this game right now. And I don't think what, you know, we talked about last night, it was going to be like, all right, you're going to need your seniors to outplay their seniors, but like expecting a low-scoring game, yada yada yada. And it was nothing of the sort for the first half. And it rounded into form, kind of what we were expecting. In the second half, there was less scoring. Each team cooled off. Well, at least from two pointers, no one really cooled off on three pointers. And although Georgia State only took three in the second half, which you know, just the first time I really looked at it like that they were eight of 15 on the night. They only took three in the second half. I don't know that there's an entire correlation here, but it really felt like they were letting the shots come to them. Whereas there's been games this year where they have just been putting it up, putting up, putting up. And that's kind of what was happening against Arkansas state. There were some possessions. I remember in that game on Saturday that guy would take it past half court, have any amount of space and just throw up a three. And it wasn't necessarily the best shot and they were settling for it. And it was, you know, it's like the basketball gods know because more often than not, those types of shots don't go in. But Georgia State was running good action to get some of these threes. They weren't taking the first time there was any kind of space. They were waiting for it to be a good rhythm shot. And then once Corey got going, there were a couple that were like that, but he got into a rhythm. But it kind of unlocked with all the passing and moving the ball. And, you know, it's almost more impressive to me. I mean, it's not because the shooting performance was amazing. But Corey ended up with eight assists. Kane had six. They had one turnover combined between them. Like, aside from just the outright dominant shooting performance, a lot of sharing of the basketball, making the extra pass, and it showed. 19 assists, great number. 19 on 33 made field goals. That's pretty solid ratio. And, you know, at the other end, App State only had nine assists, and it felt like they were having to settle for some forced looks and they weren't able to do what they wanted to on the inside. And it's just because they're so dang good at shooting threes. And Adrian Dolph also was on a heater that a lot of those were going in and it was staying a close game. But you know, even though that number leaves a lot to be desired, and I still think that on balance, it was a good defensive performance and, you know, one, won the rebounding battle by one rebound and forced 15 turnovers against An App State team who's in the top 50, top 40 in turnover percentage offensively. It's not something they do a lot, kind of like Georgia State. You know, a lot to like on that end as well.
2: Yeah, you know, I think defensively, you'll look at the 66 and you'll also look at App State's uh, percentages, you know, the 40 and then the 50%. Like, it looks like it was a lot worse, but I really felt like Georgia State did a good job too, you know? I think... App State had to heave some shots later on in the second half just to try to, you know, make something of it. Like, I think a lot of the you know, come back for them was on the strength of just two guards that, are, you know, just capable of getting hot. Like this is March. That's, you know, we've, we've preached it all year. This is the time of year where if you've got two guards that can just kind of catch on fire, that's going to leave you to some success probably. And that's kind of what happened, but I still thought that Georgia state was contesting a lot of shots. I thought that they played good interior defense, you know, the little bit of foul trouble that they had against like Arkansas state didn't really show up in this game. And, you know, they kind of, of went back to that same level of playing good solid defense without fouling you know and I think one thing that also was there was you know they were still getting blocks you know LEL had three blocks and you know he was a force down low you still were getting steals the team had five steals like it's just It looks bad because it looks like App State was just very consistent with their percentages. But I would say a a good reason why their percentages were only as low as or as high as they are is because Georgia State affected a lot of shots. Georgia State was able to put a hand in guys' face. And, you know, it wasn't like guys were, you know, missing a, a ton of assignments. You know, App State had five fast break points. I know that's not their game. They're not a team that runs out like that. They do like to slow it down. But Still, if you're going to beat a team like Georgia State, you got to run with them. And Apps, they couldn't do that.
1: And, you know, I wanted to touch on that point because they are one of the slower teams in the country, tempo wise. They're 327 in Kempom and at adjusted tempo. And they were pushing the tempo in the second half. They were trying to beat them back on defense. And I think it's because they didn't trust that they could just run their half court sets like they want to. And, It kind of brings me to a more general point about the game, which is that, yes, Georgia State had a lead in last year's championship game against South State and ended up losing that game. And so there was some still like, okay, there's still 20 minutes, you've got to play this game out. But aside from just that obvious parallel, I wasn't sitting there watching the game feeling much similarities to how that game played out. You know, we talked about how Georgia State's offense was clicking in this first half. And last year in the first half, they were up top, they were on top, but it didn't really feel like it was all in sync. And I think App State made a run right before the half that cut into the lead. And it was like, oh, it was getting kind of tight. And then the second half, my recollection is that App State was doing what they usually do and running a lot of tempo. And at the end of long possessions, you'd have a guy like Michael Almanisi hitting a three. And, you know, it was a bunch of those possessions like that and Georgia State not getting anything going offensively that kind of turned the tide in that game and you didn't get that in this game. You didn't get App State getting to do what they really wanted to do because they're really good shooters and they were getting in the zone. They had guys start making shots, but it wasn't coming from a place of really letting them settle in offensively. They were George State guards were really physical and just preventing a lot of dribble penetration from the guards and not letting really even make passes to other guys on the perimeter and move the offense around. Like at every level, it felt like Georgia state was getting in the way defensively. And like you say, that includes Elias Seme, who continues his sterling work is now fourth double double in five Sunbelt tournament games he's ever played speaks for itself right there.
2: It's got to be that he was like a rebound or a couple of points away from that fifth one, though. I I don't have it on me, but I'm sure somebody will find it because I feel like every single time that Georgia State has played with him on the court this year, Sunbelt tournament or not, he's always close to a double-double. And he's just making such a nice impact down on the block. It's just been incredible having him back.
1: The someone is me because I just looked it up. He had seven points and 10 rebounds in last year's championship game. So he had the rebounds. He didn't have the points and it was in the one loss.
2: There it is. See, I I knew that he was close.
1: And, you know, (laughs) nobody associated with the Georgia state team was drawn on this. When I asked about it uh, after the game, but on some level, at least, whether it's just fans feel this way for getting anyone in the program, it was the team that you lost to in the championship game last year, and in, in a lot of ways, it felt like a championship game environment, and just the way it was tight, and these two teams that were just playing so hard, and so I feel I feel like it had to feel good for a lot of people out there, whether that's people on the team, whether that's just fans that. Sure, maybe you would have chosen to not have to go up against such a tough opponent as App State proved to be, but it was the team that knocked you out last year. You got to exercise those demons, so to speak, and now you move on to the final game and you get another chance to go to the big dance.
2: And, you know, like, given where this team was just a month ago, two months ago, like, it... I will be honest with you and say that I'm shocked that they are here given where the results were. But I also can admit that the results from that time are, I mean, it's not the same team where, you know, we're, we've talked about it all the time, the way that they've, change their defense the way that they're giving more energy more effort the way that you know sometimes they're hitting shots like you know this isn't the only time that they've hit shots in a game in the last couple of stretch but they're finding ways to just win basketball games at the right time and you know that's so important
1: and you know earlier in the year it was the questions being asked like where are these seniors like this is supposed to be a strength of this team and it's not been there and from the time they won those two games in Louisiana, even with Detroit loss mixed in there, you've really seen those contributions. You know, Justin Roberts basically single-handedly won that game at Louisiana down in Lafayette. And you've seen a lot of games where Canes taken over the game, and now you've had these two games back-to-back in the tournament where you've just had a senior guard really lead you to a victory. And it was always supposed to be the strength of this team. It wasn't always there, and maybe it took – hitting rock bottom for everything to kind of get into focus and be like, you yeah, know, this is it, it, and this is when it's got to happen. But it certainly has happened. Remarkable turnaround. It, It's completely different to me than some the other teams that have felt like they've had a chance or have had a chance or have gone to the NCAA tournament. Because there were some bad losses in some of those years. or some moments where you just kind of, we were frustrated with how a game went here or there, but it wasn't anything like this. Like the team, the time the the team that went to the tournament in 2015 never hit any kind of level like that, where it was like, is this team going to make it? But they got from that point and built up from there and really commendable job by everyone involved for getting to this point, which when the team was 0-4 in Sunbelt play, I don't think many people would have put a lot of odds on.
2: And deservingly so, you know, like coach has said multiple times, like that team, you know, they lost a couple of close games back then, but they weren't scoring, you know, and I think that the defense wasn't as impactful as it has been, you know, right after that stretch and you know, before, like we said, we talked about before they came into the Sunbelt tournament, you know, this team since then is close to winning, I think something like 13, 14 games in a row. You know, if they don't drop that Troy game, we're talking about a much longer win streak than they have right now. And, and as coach mentioned, like they're not playing like a team that. Is just going to rest on their laurels and, you know, oh, we're supposed to be here and not like it really seems like they have risen to the occasion and are trying to make the most out of, you know, the cards that they were dealt and, you know, find a way to be the Sunbelt nominee nominee or earn the Sunbelt automatic birth into the NCAA tournament.
0: Alright, so this is a good time to go ahead and transition to a punch that ticket to the dance, so to speak. The Panthers are going to have to get through the championship game where they will face Louisiana's Ragin' Cajuns who pulled off their second straight upset of the Sunbelt tournament after knocking off Troy 66-57 in the other Sunbelt semifinal today. Georgia State swept the season series against Louisiana and bested the Cajuns in their Sunbelt regular season finale just last week. So a reunion with Bob Marlin and the Ragin' Cajuns. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts
1: well let's just hit it off the bat like there's an air of like that troy team that went on a run knocked George state out and went to the tournament there's an air of the app state run from last year where they had an under under 500 record in conference play just like louisiana did entering this tournament and yet there's some team of destiny vibes and like make no mistake the seeds don't really matter this louisiana team could absolutely win this game the one thought that I had when you know the just the dust had settled and this was the match we had was that I think it was a really good thing that Louisiana was up double digits on this team in the sports arena in the final game not that long ago. They played recently. They were good in that game, and Georgia State had to respond. And so I don't think there's any type of, you know, even if you leave any room for like the suggestion that the players would be like it's the eight seed which i don't think they are they seem very locked in they know what their goal is they want to win this game very recently they got tested by this team so they know how good they are
2: yeah you know that matters that absolutely matters and louisiana has not lost since that punch in the mouth because they came into atlanta a hostile environment it's the last game and they tried to play spoiler in georgia state found a way to not let that happen. And Louisiana has played some good basketball since then. They really have. Uh, This team is good enough to beat Georgia State. Georgia State is better. I think it is not far-fetched to say that Georgia State is a better basketball team. Um, And it's going to be interesting to see how Coach Marlin kind of employs his bigs because you know he kind of changed the strategy today for the Troy game, and it worked outside of some injury, foul, trouble-ish type stuff. But ultimately, you know, Troy today looked exactly like we've seen Georgia State look at times this year. They just were not hitting shots that they normally hit. And, you know, Louisiana was just kind of taking advantage of some poor Troy play. And, you know, Troy kind of went on a run a little bit late, but it just was kind of a little bit too late, too little, too late. And, you know, that happens. Troy's not a sub 20 percent from three basketball team, but that's what they shot today. So, you know, Georgia State is going to need to activate the defense that I think they are capable of playing that, you know, other teams haven't been able to play at. But, you know, Louisiana absolutely has a chance to steal this upset bid.
1: And, you know, kind of touching on playing that tough defense, the some, something that I picked out before this game was set, cheating a little bit and looking ahead to the possible matchups in the championship. What caught my eye with both Louisiana and Troy is that, they turn it over a fair amount offensively. And we certainly saw that in the second half against Louisiana when the teams played in Atlanta. And with how Georgia State's been playing passing lanes, with how they've been just aggressive on the ball, getting steals that way, I do think that, that is a potential strike, that if that's the defense that shows up again, and this is the third straight game where you're seeing Kane go crazy, playing a bunch of passing lanes, getting steals and all that, that's a weakness in this Louisiana team. The strength for them has been, you know, they're bigs. Jordan Brown went crazy against Texas state and he dropped 31, like really good guys feeling confident. And the other factor is that they've got guys like Greg Williams and Jalen Delcourt who are hitting threes and feeling probably a lot like Corey Allen does right now, where it's like every shot's going to go in the second it leaves their hands. And so you've definitely got to watch out for those guys and you've definitely got to have a plan down low, but yeah, you know, when I look at it and I'm trying to be objective here, like we had that talk with Omir, and even though he ended up having a pretty good statistical night, LEL and Jalen and Jaheem made him work for it. And so I think when you look at it on paper, it's you still got to go out there and do it, but you have the guys that you trust to make an impact defensively against guys down low. And we saw it tonight in the win over App State where they were really disrupting and help defense was a big thing. There was one big block that LEL got down the stretch when App State needed to bucket uh, when he came over and slid over to help. And been seeing stuff like that a lot, and you're going to need to because you have Jordan Brown, Akuba, they can take over games in different ways to the guards we saw with App State and how they take over games, but they can be just that much of a force and, they're real close. They've won these games. You know, they're feeling like it's theirs to take. And, you know, let's not a get let get buried in all this, that when all was said and done, these were the preseason number one and number two teams. So in a way, everything worked out the way it was supposed to. And everyone was aware this was a talented Louisiana team. It didn't click into place until it had to, but now we're here and it has. And they're 40 minutes away from their first bid since beating Georgia State in 2014, their first year in the Sun Belt.
2: Yeah, I mean, everything you said is true. And I think the advantage does go to Georgia State because of that guard play, but make no mistake. You know, if Jalen and L don't come to play and kind of hold Brown and Akuba, it's going to be a long night for Georgia State. And they're going to feel exactly like they did last year. But, you know, it's a good opportunity. Like you said, it's uh, it's exactly where we thought we ended the season exactly where we thought that we would coming in. And, you know, the seed lines might not be the same as we predicted back in October. But here we are, you know, preseason one, preseason two for the right to see who goes to the NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah and you know this is the moment you had guys like Corey Allen and Kane Williams come back for like if you had hit fast forward like the click remote and moved to this point this is what they came back for it was this game like i'm sure everyone involved would have picked a couple of different results and it would have been you know not nearly although like we talked about the, the trials and tribulations sort of helped this team i think find their identity but this is what this was all about. And so it's, it's their moment to go out there and earn that birth. And for the other guys who haven't been to NCAA tournament. And, you know, it would obviously say a lot about this team's ability to persevere that after all that they went through, they can go and get an NCAA tournament berth, get back there. And, you know, obviously they got eliminated before the, uh, COVID NCA tournament got canceled. And so you can't really count that as a, a, they couldn't have made that tournament, but of if they win against Louisiana, they'll have been the Sunbelts pick in three of the last four NCA tournaments. And so you can still feel like this momentum that has been growing is still there. Like it didn't feel like it in December, January time this year and the time that it's been between NCAA births feels so long. It feels like an eternity because we had those stretch where it was three and five years. But you can be right back there and you can still feel like you're really setting the standard for the Sunbell Conference.
0: So that's going to do it for this episode of the Thursday Night Podcast Late Night Coverage breaking news etc so speaking of breaking news there is some football stuff to discuss but we're gonna hold off until uh, this week's regular episode coming out on thursday of next week uh to discuss rest all assured we have oh yes thoughts. we we have we have a lot of thoughts but uh we got some basketball to get through first and of course number eight seed louisiana number three seed georgia state panthers 7 p.m espn 2 pensacola bay center Be there, watch the game or watch the game from home, support the Panthers, and we will see what shakes out tomorrow night. But uh, as always, thank you so much for listening and go Panthers. We'll catch you in the next one.